everybody. Welcome to another episode of Just Two Dads with my partner in crime, my partner in Thrive, Mr. Sean Francis. I am Brian Altunian, and today we're going to be talking about what else? The holidays here on Just Two Dads. Welcome, everybody. It is our holiday. I know I sound weird. I'm actually uh, I'm actually fixing technology as though as on the fly. Here we go. We're in the holiday season and already I'm falling behind. Is that what happens? Sounds normal to me. It does. OK, good. I'm sure yeah. I'm going to get a note from Sean Hall in Hawaii about how we're echoing um, or something's going on. Anyways, we just want to welcome everybody who's catching us live on Facebook. If you are welcome, please feel free to put something in the comments. Say hello and Ask us a question if you uh, if you want throughout this uh, throughout this this podcast. I'd love to put your comments up here, and we'd love to interact with people. So please do that. If you're not catching us live and you're catching us on the after the fact, then uh, you catch us on our YouTube channel at We Are Just Two Dads. Search that We Are Just Two Dads on YouTube. Want to welcome everybody who's listening on podcast, uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you catch podcasts. Welcome. We're glad to have you here and I wish we could interact with you. But again, please feel free. Oh, this is my you're not catching us a lot. By the way, welcome to everybody at, at WSTX AM radio down in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Uh, hello, family down there. If you're not catching us on video, you're not you're going to miss out. It's the holiday. First of all, red and green. This is the only thing that I could get that was somewhat festive. I was talking to my friend Tammy earlier today and I said I have no holiday decorations up. So this is as close as I get to get. You ready, Sean? This is as close as mm -hmm. I'm going to get. There it is. Okay. I'm festive now. I'm now for festive. those of you that don't have video. <laughs> Brian has Christmas lights around his neck uh, that are lit, and he looks like the festive ghost of Christmas present. There, there you go. There you go. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about today. I'm excited about the holiday season, and uh, I'm excited about our conversation um, as we end 2021 and look forward to 2022. There is Joe Quinones, my oldest daughter, uh, saying hello. So hi, Joe. Um, uh, good to see you, babe. Uh, I have not spoken to Joe Jordan today, so this is our interaction for right now. Um, he is so cute. Um, anyways, Sean Francis, I ask you all the time how you're feeling today. Uh, and I, and I, I know you're feeling blessed, but, uh, are you feeling festive? What's, how, how are you today? Uh, I, I am feeling festive. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I find myself with maybe even a little more so than usual, one foot in the present and another in the future. I was, um, I think I was taking some notes earlier. I don't remember what it was. I was doing something where I had to write down the date. And as I wrote down 2022, uh, you know what? It was a post that I put on social media. I'm talking about the business and our expansion going into the new year. And as I looked at the year 2022, it just seemed like a long time from anywhere. Like, like, like I should be in a flying car. I should... <laughs> You know, it's just kind of weird to really uh, uh, to look at. But um, I am as uh, thankful and, um, uh, you know, as ever, maybe even a little more so. Uh, you know, this is just falls into the rambling department, as you know, Brian, and anyone that follows me on social media knows. Um, uh, we have a guava tree in our backyard. And it still blows me away being from the Virgin Islands and having 
having a you know guavatry in your yard in, in in LA, right? And it doesn't produce every year. And you know, I tend to get philosophical about you know an ant crawling on the ground. What does that mean? What does it represent? But this tree does not <laughs> bear or produce guavas every year. The first year we moved in uh, to the house that we bought, it produced like literally two or three. My aunt was visiting from St. Croix and I was just like, look, look, look. And it's like like a pea-sized guava, right? The next year it produced none. The following year, because it usually would produce in the fall, there was a bunch of them. And I found myself getting really protected of them because squirrels were eating them, like, you know, going after them big time. And so the dogs and I were like kind of guarding the tree. And then one day I was sitting at my desk in my office and I looked up at the top of the tree and there's some of them that even with a with a the picker that allows me to get 20 feet up, some of them I can't get to. And I'm like, why am I worrying about that which I really can't control? And as soon as I kind of said that and was like, ah, let the squirrels get where they can get, within a matter of probably a week, we had trouble keeping up with what the tree produced. My wife made wow. um, guava bread. We had guava yeah. smoothies. We had I'm guava sure. martinis. Guava you know, paste. Guava yes. jelly, guava jam. Everything, everything, yeah, all, that's all hilarious. of that. And so I got to thinking, you know, it just said something about, uh, you know, an abundant mindset. So anyway, that's my long way of saying as, as, <laughs> as appreciative as I usually am, I'm even more so now because the tree is producing again and I'm looking at it as we speak. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. I did yeah. see the picture that you posted on social media, the guavas in your hand. I grew up in the San Fernando Valley here in California, so I used to see guava trees all the time. I love I, I love guavas right off a tree. Um, yeah. It's a. I'm not sure that it's a holiday food per se. I don't know. Is it in the in the in the Virgin Islands? It is. Guava? It, is, it, is. it is. It is in the Virgin Islands because interesting. What what we make is we have these um, uh, tarts, right? And when you think of tart, you think of something small, right? But it's it's a, like a pie sized with a crust and tarts are usually in the flavor of coconut guava berry which is not to be confused with guava okay um pineapple or guava itself and growing up uh, you know in st thomas my aunt corliss on st croix had a, a guava tree in her yard and the house that she has or that she had she's since passed on god rest her soul um her parents had that house first and it's like i don't know probably close to a hundred years old. And so there's old style open windows where you open, you just literally push the windows open. And so the entire house would smell like guavas. So when wow. I smell them, it evokes a, you know, a great memory and a great uh, time as a kid. Well, I, I mean, it's a good segue into kind of what we want to, you know, talk about today on our, on our show. Um, we've had a little stretch here where we have not had guests. So it's just been Sean and I talking. So for those of you who are who are catching us for the first time? Welcome. We'll talk about what we're what we're doing here. For those who have caught us the last the last uh, few episodes, uh, you're like I don't want to hear these two. I don't want to hear these two guys just chatting and ramble again. But here's here's what we do. So, so for those of you who are who are who are new to to the show, you know, Sean and I have, have um, uh, been involved in a financial services business for quite some time, uh, and we started to look at the special needs community because we're both fathers of children who have been through the special needs process. So some people call them differently abled. Some say medically complex. We don't mean to offend anybody in how we define, you know, the, the, the need, but the reality is there are people who have 
learning disabilities. There are people who are on, like my daughter, um, people on the autism spectrum, like Sean's son. There are people who deal with medical, you know, medically com complex issues, whether it was whether it's through 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 birth or some uh, other natural cause or even by accident. People are part of this community, and um, one of the things that we've decided that we wanted to do was want to make sure that that every community was served by in the world of financial services. So in finance, you know, a lot of folks, there's a lot of information available around, around financial, you know, financial tools, financial vehicles. And yet as, as, as much as we have available to us in information via the internet, we're more uninformed today than any, than any other time. And so Sean and I were committed to, serving the special needs community in the area of finances. And it turned into having, we're having so many phenomenal conversations with, with who we call warriors that service the special needs community, whether they're attorneys that do special needs trusts or attorneys that are IEP advocates or, or coaches for, for special needs families. Uh, you know, so many, a variety of so many different, um, different folks that we thought, We've got to find a platform where we can have those folks on here and 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 discuss and create a, you know an audience and create a web. I always you know use gesture with my hands, putting putting them together. I always say, you know, we try to combine, you know, a broad res uh, resource for folks to be able to reach the people who are serving this community. So, for those who are who are catching us, um, you know, again, welcome. If you're brand new to the show, know that our commitment. We really started this conversation. Sean and I would talk about this stuff all the time. And, and Jordan, my oldest daughter, we would talk about how we would you know, how we would approach the special needs community. And then we just because we're dads, we were sharing information with each other about how dads approach this, how dads often feel left out of the conversation, how dads, you know, moms have been our true, you know, warrior parents when it comes to the special needs community. And sometimes dads are as well. And sometimes dads do other things that support the family. But but as far as just having discussions about where we are, how we feel personally, what motivates us, what inspires us, what, how we can can contribute, you know, that's where that's where we we found an, an opportunity to have a discussion. And we literally were just two dads having a conversation. And when we came to to decide how are we going to name this podcast, we're like, I don't know, we're just who's going to listen to us? We're just two dads, you know. We don't know what we're, you know, we don't we don't have any specialty in this area. We're just experiencing it, and we're like, ah. We're just two dads. So really, we're just three dads because our, our producer in um, in Hawaii, Sean Hall, um, also has family um, that have been impacted by this by the special needs community. And and Sean Hall, uh, I'm just going to say a, a special shout out to you, my friend. Um, just know that we love you so much. Uh, we support you. Um, Sean has uh, uh suffered a, a, a tragedy in his in his family recently and uh just know how much we care for you and your family and uh we send you love especially during the holiday season here now uh, more than ever we um anyways we love you buddy and we 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 care for you and uh and know that you are surrounded by people who care for you care about you so Most definitely special message out of love out there to you and you know we always stay in this in this community um, if people, if people approach this community with empathy and love, uh, the world is, the world would be a different place. And again, now more than ever, especially around the holiday time, especially when we're dealing with, listen, we have a new resurgence of, of COVID and that's creating complications. And, you know, we want to, we want to make sure that everybody knows that, you know, as we say, Sean says all the time, as we wrap up the show, you know, people need to be seen, they need to be heard. 
They want to be understood. They want to be gotten. They want to be, you know, that idea of being seen is so significant. And, and, and man, during the holidays, that's when we feel, that's when a lot of people feel lonely, believe it or not. When there's all this festivity going on, some people feel lonely. They feel alone. They feel, you know, often apart if they're away from their family. I have this, you know, this unusual situation right now. My, my daughter Jordan's in upstate New York. My other daughter Gabby's in Israel teaching English to, to, uh, to students. Um, my son Blake is in town, you know, thankfully. And so we have some of that family, but you know, my family's sort of spread out. I have a brother in Arizona. I have another brother in Texas. I've got, you know, families spread out. It used to be a time when our families all came together. And so this conversation today is really about, you know, how does the holiday impact, you know, what are the holiday traditions you've, you've, you know, you've engaged in, or, you know, what do you love about the holidays? What do you dislike about the holidays? And for our special needs families, and, and again, those families that, that have both been impacted by needs of their family member and or, you know, a, a set of isolation, a sense of isolation because of COVID now during the holidays, how is that impacted and what's the holiday situation look like for you? Is this a good time to reflect? Is this a time for you to be grateful and, and feel good and feel the love of family? Or are you struggling? And if that's the case, we want to you know, want to talk through those issues too, because we acknowledge that 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 does happen, and and we want people to not feel alone and not feel, uh, you know, not feel f forgotten or without. And so again, that was a very long ramble. Let's say I love the idea that in the islands, you know, guava is a holiday fruit. Um, <laughs> what other other traditions, if you don't mind me asking, Sean? Like, what other things were were the thing for you and and back in, 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 in the islands that, but that also that you carry on here and, and what is your wife, Laura, what are the, some of the traditions that she has that become part of your family and, you know, how's that look for you? Well, it, it's interesting you ask that because it, 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 it differs. One of the things that takes place, especially from a special needs standpoint, you know, Elijah will, he eats what he eats. There's not a ton of variation Many people, you know, if you have a love of them with special needs, especially with autism, from a sensory standpoint, you can relate to that. And he eats what he eats kind of like on his own. To sit down and eat at the table as a family, that takes place with his inclusion more often if we go out to eat than wow. otherwise. And we've only been out to eat once during the pandemic um, when one of the kids, you know, uh, birthdays, we all, you know, we all went out and, um, you know, everybody's masked up and everything. And that was the one instance where that took place. And he really, you know, misses that. So when it comes to um, Thanksgiving or Christmas, what he'll do is he'll, you know, everyone will gather, hold hands, and he will usually lead everyone in prayer. He likes doing that. He'll do oh, that. Uh, that. And, he, and, and he repeats the prayer that I was taught by my grandmother growing up, you know, God is good and God is great. We thank you for our food. By a sense, you must be fed. Give us Lord our daily bread. Amen. And yeah. when he says that, he'll tend to say it and kind of run the words together. But he's like, he'll say it and pretty much, and you know how he's very official. He'll say it <laughs> and kind of like, and, you know, and thank you for our food, you know, amen. And as if kind of like, that is all, I'm done. And then he'll leave, <laughs> you know, go about his business. You know, he, he, but he does, he likes that. He likes, he likes the idea of opening gifts. Ah. Maybe, maybe even more so than the gifts themselves, because again, when it comes to sensory and tactile things, the sure. ripping open the package and everything, he really enjoys that. And so, it's always a challenge when we're trying to figure out, well, 
what do we get him? What do we get him? Like the one thing I've, you know, I, I try not to procrastinate. Um, you know, I've, I saw a post recently that said that procrastination is almost like, um, uh, what is the, how do, how was it worded? But essentially equating procrastination with ego, having the audacity to think that, you know, tomorrow is uh, guaranteed and that you're sort of uh, spiting the gift that God has given you. And so I, I, I don't know what procrastination means. I'll just, I'll look it up later. Okay. <laughs> well, you, you know what? I hate to say it, but you're looking at it, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it's a daily fight not to do it. And I'm saying yeah. that to lead into, you can see how I'm like, you know, buffering my own story here is that one thing I've always thought is, is we're always figuring, well, what would he, what should we get him? What, because you you strike you you go back and forth between, oh he doesn't do this he or she doesn't do that so you're not going to try you go between that and well let's try let's see let's try let's see, he doesn't know how to ride a bike, and huh. if we you know buy one and you take the time, he may take to it and ride the bike he may be like no that you know I, I don't get that I think once he learns he would enjoy it so you know that's been something that we've talked about. Um, you know, as well, as far as traditions in the Caribbean, um, there, um, in the Caribbean, you know, each, each Island is a little different in terms of when it takes place, but you have, yeah. um, carnival, right. And on St. Thomas, it takes place in April on St. Croix, it's referred to as the Christmas festival. And so it takes place in December between oh. Christmas and three Kings. So you have what's called like a village where, there are a bunch of different booths and the booth is not like just like a table with a tent. It is an actual wooden structure that is built with like an entrance and a you know countertop and everything like that. And each one serves a different food. And then in the center of it all, you may have a place where bands perform and they, you know, and they serve um, uh, local vendors have local food and everything. And then there's a parade and all that kind of stuff. So that's part of that tradition. The other tradition that is, um, common for us uh, with my wife, Laura, being uh, Mexican-American is the creation and consumption of, of tamales. Tamales. I was hoping yes. that you were going to say that. Yes, I'll be yes. over. Um, I'm sorry. When are you making those? <laughs> Actually, my mother-in-law surprises. We were going to make them all together, have like a makeshift thing here at the house. Yeah, yeah. But my mother, my mother-in-law being the, uh, the kind of giver that she is, she just like, oh, they're ready. Come pick them up. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's so, not, that's not, no, I can't, that's, unless you give me the address, that doesn't work for me. I need to be, I will be you over. You already have it. <laughs> you can come over for a No, I mean, to mom's address. I was going to go to mom's, oh, get right from oh, the source. Okay. I don't want to take out of your mouths. You know, that's not fair. Uh, um, no, that's more than fine, though. <laughs> but he still, he still hasn't had any of, um, he hasn't tried that, but anything that involves like, um, that's kind of craft related and, and, and making things. Um, you know, he'll, he'll take to that. Like one thing we did this year that was the brainchild of, um, the oldest, the second oldest of the girls, uh, Vanessa was the idea of everybody making an ornament for the tree. Yeah. So uh, I like that idea. It, yeah. So in addition to the ornaments that we, you know, have and everything we got, um, you know, she got little, you know, little, you know, balls and different things that, you know, to fill it with. And so everyone made an ornament of their, of their own. So that was a, that's a, a new tradition. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. It was. And I think hopefully that's something that we'll continue to do. The other thing that we do, and Elijah hasn't participated in this because 
uh, you know, it, it involves obviously you're sitting looking at a movie from beginning to end. The only time he'll really literally do that is when we get to the theater, which is not so much of that being done now, but we tend to uh, look at uh, It's a Wonderful Life oh, um, every favorite. year. Yep, always get too. something out of that. Yeah, love that. Always get something out of that. It's it's interesting, right? It's I find every time I watch that movie, I find something something different that I didn't know. It. Always, <laughs> right? always, always. Like if I told you what, <laughs> what I realized this year for the first time, and I don't know, I don't know why it strikes me. So I probably have to do a little deep digging and maybe some therapy. But I noticed that. Uh, that you know, this is based. You know, obviously, it's black and white picture. It was done during the you know in the in the in the fifties, early fifties, I think. Forties. Um, is it forties? Oh my gosh, it's wonderful life in the forties. Uh, yeah. How how they how they talked to each other. There's a couple of scenes where they where they actually call each other and say, "Oh, you idiot." I was like, "Oh, you idiot." I don't remember that being you know something that was so prolific back in the mm-hmm. back in the day, but apparently. Apparently, it was okay to call each other family members and whatnot. You idiot! I think that you know. I just thought that that was that that struck me this year. And again, not sure yeah. what that means. What I have to look into to figure out why that was the thing that stuck out to me about "It's a Wonderful Life" this year. Well, it always it always says something about us more so. Than yeah, it does no, the for sure. The film or the book. Yes, and for no, me, for sure. what I learned last year that I I can't believe I didn't catch it before is if you in the very beginning you see three stars and this uh, and they're talking right. And they're talking and they represent conversation amongst angels. Right. 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 And they're, and they're saying, you know, our next assignment is a man by the name of George Bailey. Yeah. Oh, really? Um, He needs our help. Let's get Clarence on it. And they're like, Clarence. I'm like, like why him? Because he's someone that's been, hasn't earned his wings yet. That alone speaks to the possibility of, anybody special needs or not right and they're like well we'll give him a chance and so they're telling the story so they show george bailey's progression through life and how people have come to depend on him he's just being who he is doesn't realize you know when he's at the end of his rope until clarence he said as they as they begin though they say there's a man on earth he needs our help desperately and they're like oh my gosh is he in trouble is his life in danger and they're like it's worse he's lost hope and I get chills just saying, yeah, how many, sure. how many people do you think have lost hope? Yeah. You know? And, and they're like, well, when I hear that, I can almost cry. I'm just like, Oh, he's lost hope. That just, that, 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 that's everybody. The best thing, the, one of the best places you could ever be in life is not Bora Bora, not anywhere in the Caribbean, including the Virgin Islands. I mean, those are great places to be, but before any of that, any exotic locale, the best place you could ever be is in somebody's prayers. Look at you. Look it at really you. is. It is. Yeah. And that's and 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 when you look at that and you're just like, oh, for someone to have stopped and thought about me and included me in their prayers, you know, you don't even need to be a believer in any religion, any deity, anything greater than yourself per se. Let that be your own thing. But the idea that someone does believe in something greater than themselves and they thought enough to have you in their prayers to wish the best for you and yours to what they see and believe to be the highest source possible whether you call them jah yahweh whoever right yeah that is the that, that that is the nicest thing one can ever do for anybody that's interesting 
That's a really good, I mean, first of all, I've never heard that before. So that is, that is beautiful. I, I find as we, if it's okay, reflecting on that film just for a little bit, because it interacts in it, you know, with the work that we do. First of all, you're right. It was 1946. So that was 1946 when that movie came out. I don't know how much <laughs> earlier it was that that movie was written. Um, mm -hmm. To think about, and I think, you know, it came out World War II, you know, uh, right after the Depression. And in, in a way, it pulled the U.S. out of the Depression. But but I can understand this idea of poverty and, that, you know, the difference between those that had and, and, and had not um, around the Depression. And you can see a little bit of that um, in the discussion about, you know, Mr. Potter and Potter's Field versus, you know, what the building and, and loan was doing. Um so, you know, this this concept of, of overcoming poverty and that in his in the life where he's reflecting on what his life would be like if what life would be like if he was not alive, you know, that there's a lot of debauchery in that town. And it's, you know, it's a bars and dance halls and strip clubs, if you will, although they don't say strip clubs. But but, you know, it's, it's sort of like, you know, that was what people were to. And I'm sure that that was what people were feeling during the Depression when they couldn't find jobs and they couldn't, you know, they, they couldn't get anywhere a lack of hope. Um, and so the idea that that, that that movie was written at a time when, you know, when what was pulling us out of that was the war and, and this, you know, sense of us, you know, nationalism, if you will, um, and fighting against, against, you know, a common enemy. Um, I found that, I find that to be an, an interesting, an interesting idea. And that, and that the balance between, you know, really what the banks were doing and what the banks we're seeking out. So if you think about it, 1946, that was that was at the very beginning of the baby boomer. Literally, mm -hmm. it was the beginning of the baby boomer generation. The baby boomer, for those that don't know, were people who were born between 1946 and 1964, that 18 years in, in that period of time. You and I both Plus, are part of yep. the tail end of that baby boomer generation. So, you know, that was coming out of the war where what pulled us forth was hope, where what pulled the country to the next level was opportunity, possibility, you know, hope. And so it's amazing that you point out that the beginning of that is, you know, what's, is, is, is his life in danger? No, it's worse. He's lost hope. I'm sure for a lot of people, I think it's why it's become such a, such a regular holiday tradition, because I think oftentimes still today, here we are 2021, you guys, it was 75 years ago that movie came out 75 years ago. And still during the holidays, there are people who need to be reminded that, you know, the world would be a lot worse off if you're not, if you were not here. And that hope is the one thing that we can, you know, restore with one another. Um, I think that that's a powerful, powerful message. I think it's it, it, that theme, even if people can't articulate it as they watch it, it is the thing that brings us back um, to see it every year and why it is so, so powerful. And you know, again, when you see what the bank, you know, what the bank represents versus what what a community where everybody's uplifting each other, the difference between which I, I would say some people would say is what a credit union, what a credit union looks like. Right. A credit union is made right. up of a community of people who have up like backgrounds. Absolutely. Or, right. And so the difference between the traditional banks that hasn't changed in 75 years where the traditional no, banks are. No. And there's always a need for a, for, for, for a village and the village is only as strong as the people. And at the end of the day, we need each other. What, what I find fascinating as we're talking about this is if you think about this, 
I mean, Mr. Potter was in a wheelchair. I don't know if yeah, they actually. I never thought about that part. Yeah. Right. And they don't know if they ever say what his affliction was. Not only did they not, but I don't think I don't think Lionel Barrymore was in a wheelchair in real life. I don't know what made them do that for that story. That's interesting because, and it, and, it, and it illustrates something else. Now you're pointing out something that I've never thought of. I'm like, wait a minute, Mister Mister Potter was a member of the special needs special community. needs community, and what it says is that at the end of the day, people are people, and we need to judge them by the content or lack thereof of their character. And in his case, there was a big lack. Yeah, for sure. By the way, George Bailey was also a member of the special needs community because he was because of his ear. partially deaf, right? From, yep. from being slapped in the ear by the druggist, right? Yeah. Who, yeah. No, what no, it wasn't it wasn't from that. It was from saving his brother, Peter. In the, oh, in that's the, correct. The, right. the you're right, broke. you're right. Right, 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 right. So, saving, so he yeah. so not only see, I never right. thought of that either. So not right. only was George a member of the special needs community, but he was a member of the special needs community doing what he did naturally, giving of himself. Saving people. Yeah. And thinking of somebody else and somebody else's need at the time. Um, and then and then again, you're right, the druggist just exacerbated the exacerbated the problem, which by the way would make him really un um qualified to go to 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 serve in in the armed in the armed forces. Right. right. And so and, and he saves that life again. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Saves this woman's life saves from getting two lives. A, two lives. Saves the lives of the life of the woman and then saves the life of his of, of, of the druggist. He's like the, for sure. For sure. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna watch the movie right now. I gotta go. I'm telling you, I think if you haven't seen it again this year, people, you should and and really like pay attention to to some of the details. And I and I think the other thing is that you know. We have hopes and dreams, all of us, right? And at some point in our lives, even not, maybe it's unknowingly, but some people crush, people are in the habit of crushing others' dreams. And I don't know mm -hmm. why that's a thing. Maybe it's just out of, out of jealousy or, or out of just, you know, thinking that, well, I don't have them. And so I'd rather, you know, you not, you know, exceed my perception of the world or succeed. But I, I, unfortunately, I think, we're into we're, we're we're used to having our dreams our dreams crush and I, I look at this from the perspective of you know of that movie and of George Bailey and how many times he had a dream and how for those of us who have had who have experienced in some way a bit of that you know where we felt our dreams were were crushed at one point or another I think we relate to that like I feel for him when he sacrifices his going away when he mm -hmm. sacrifices going on. Uh, going on his honeymoon and he gives of himself in order to do the right thing in order to do the thing that ultimately serves so many that movie is about so much self-sacrifice which by the way i think parents of special needs children do this a lot we 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 tend to sacrifice certain things that we you know that we had planned or our our lives look completely different than what we had originally thought it was going to be once we serve our children who need extra help. Um, and I think that that's an important thing for people to understand, again, that you're not alone, you know, that that there's a community of people here that, you know, in our community that have been there, that have gone through that, you sense that you're not alone and that we support and love 
you, right? And, and, and want you to feel, you know, because at the end, right, the man is truly wealthy who is, who has friends, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's the ultimate, you know, that's the ultimate kind of exclamation point on the whole, on the whole movie is that, you know, he who has friends will always be wealthy, right? It's sort of like, right. And, and that's 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 paid up by the people who you know you constantly give to and you and you and you give of yourself and you share you know on a part of your life that that will have an impact on other people I, I i it really is a powerful message and to think that that was 75 years ago and that yeah. we still need to learn that we still need to learn that that, that it's message. like the whole thought is you know the saying and you've heard me repeat it so many times from the great Muhammad Ali, which is that service to others is the rent you pay for your room in heaven. And that's the theme of like the entire movie. And when it comes to the special needs community, what you're talking about is, you know, service is the rent you pay on earth for your room in heaven. And when it comes to the special needs community, the service is needed even more, even if it just means, you know, a little more acknowledgement, whether it's something that's that simple, being treated like a person, Versus something that's formal, something that's providing therapy or respite or whatever the case might be. Yeah, I think yeah, and I and 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 again, it's it's interesting that this comes up during the holidays, right? As we're gathering with our families and and remembering what it is that's important in our lives and what it is that we are committed to. And I and I love this. This is a great thing that it comes at the end of the year. Obviously, we could do this at any time, but as we wrap up, you know, 2021 and look to what we want to do in 2022, this period of reflection around the holidays and these kinds of themes and the idea of, you know, hope and, and support and love and empathy. And, and just, again, shaking, you know, sort of, sort of embracing, not shaking, but embracing our, our community and our loved ones. Um, it gives us a chance to sort of reflect on, did we do that all year? Having been doing that all year, where have we missed out on opportunities to do that? Um, can we do it better next year? Right. Can right. We, can we can we do more next year? Can we can we get to that? And I, I, by the way, just so everybody knows, these are the kinds of conversations that Sean and I used to have before we had a podcast, and we would just have these philosophical conversations about stuff, and then hang up the phone. One of us would cry both of us at some point. And then uh, we hang up with the phone and we're like, we, we got it. I have a new, I have a new mission. I have a new thing that I want to commit to. So <laughs> I love the fact that we're doing this because we did not plan on having a conversation about, you know, <laughs> about it's a wonderful life. But the reality is it's a great time to be talking about it. Thank you, Lori, for your comment. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, you know, for, for people who are commenting on, on this, um, you know, if it's not part of your holiday tradition, you know, maybe it's something that you want to consider looking at. Like where where are we, you know, where are we contributing to our community and where can we do better and where can we do more? And, and you know, realize that our dreams are achievable, right? We, it just, they may look a little bit different once we've accomplished, you know, than what we originally had planned, but it's no, generally no less than, right? I often find the people like, oh, I had, planned on doing this and I just I threw it out to God and or I threw it out to the universe and I and I, I had an idea of what I wanted my life to look like and it didn't look exactly like I had pictured but it actually resulted in something even greater or even better um I've heard so many of those stories I think the limitation is a lot of people don't make that don't 
don't make that just don't don't throw it out in the world and, and listen we're not naive enough to think oh you just say it and this happens it's the idea of with intentionality and you know constantly putting your goals and your dreams in front of you and speaking them into existence um, um good yeah tammy i agree right we tammy and i were having this having a conversation earlier today about you know how we how we make a difference in 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 other people's lives and at the end of the day that's really what this is all about right how do we make a difference in in other people's lives i i think about that on a regular basis when i'm if I'm doing something and I'm like, am I making a difference in someone's life? Then I'm on the right path. I'm on the right track. Um, we can, yeah. And I'm sorry not to cut you off. I no, just, no, good. Something just hit me. We could think about, you know, we can also complicate the idea and the notion of making a difference in other people's lives. Um, because complication, the mastery of complication is part of the human condition. Unfortunately, that's just something that we do. We're just like, Ooh, how do I do this? How do I like, just hold on a second. If it's important enough, you can just do it, especially if nobody's going to get burned or stabbed in the process. You can figure it out. Just go do it, especially if it makes a difference. And it brings to mind, you know, we're on this show. We will promote people that we think are making a difference, especially people in, you know, um, that we have as guests or people in our own community that we know, um, you know, working in financial services. We had some um, mentorship um, with a gentleman by the name of uh, Ed Milet. Ed. A, uh, has a podcast and the most recent episode um he has kurt warner as his guest and if you follow football um you know that kurt warner went from bagging groceries to you know literally from bagging groceries to leading the rams who were then in st louis to two super bowls in the 90s and he was the mvp yeah. of those super bowls <laughs> so i knew that about him i then learned that he and his wife had uh, a large family a lot of kids something i can relate to I knew that one of his sons, who is now an adult, was a child with special needs. And I knew recently, within the last maybe two or three years, that as he and his wife started a foundation where what they do is build communities um, where young adults with special needs can live independently and that their dream and vision is to do this all across the country, right? What I did not know is that she had children when he met her and the mm. child who has special needs has his special needs by way of a catastrophic injury because supposedly the story is that he was dropped by his biological father when he was months old. Oh my gosh. Kurt, Kurt Warner, Kurt Warner met her and took these kids in as his own. Something wow. else I can, something else that I can relate to, but in looking at, and so I always thought, why haven't they made a movie about this guy's life? Well, they finally yeah. did. It's out. But one of the things that he talked about in the, um, uh, in the interview, and they were just talking about you know his faith and everything. What he and his family do when they go out to eat, they scan the room very carefully, and will pick someone or or, or a group of people at a table whose meal they wish to pay for. And what wow. he will do is even ask the kids, "Okay, so you pick that person. Tell me why." And what they will try to do with as much effort as they possibly can is to discreetly do that so that the person does not know that, oh it, was, that it takes place and it's done anonymously. So I'm talking about that here today. It ends up plugging you know, Ed's show and the episode and the movie and everything. But also, hopefully, it'll do for you what it did for me is to get me to thinking like, wait a minute, how else can I can I give? Because Brian, as you know, in our, in our business of financial services, you know, we've got um, a gentleman by the name of um, June Delacruz, who he and his wife for the last 20 years have gathered items and gone down to Skid Row 
and giving out items on Christmas Day. Sure. And I took some of that on uh, along with some other people and we did that a couple of years. And, you know, I'm, you know, some people are more guarded than others. Some people are less guarded than others in the age of COVID. So haven't done anything like that. And so I've been thinking like, well, what can we, you know, what can we do in that, you know, in that vein and not yeah. just say Christmas morning, but what can you do in the, in, in the years to come? Because it's just like when someone loses a loved one, what I think about is two things the condolences you can offer and depending on your spirituality or religion, the prayer for that deceased one's peaceful journey, whatever the case might be. But I, the, that's the one thing. But the other thing I think about is after life has gone back to what normal now is and people don't have people around them as much, I try and think about them then and reach out at that point. And so with the same, um, by the same token, you know, the holidays are upon us. What can you do throughout the year when people are not as conscious as to the needs that other people may have? Sure. What's the name of the movie? The movie that... Uh, it's called American Underdog. American Underdog. And that's out now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. By the way, yeah. somebody we ought to talk about. If somebody's yeah. going to, it's going to create an opportunity for, you know, our young adults and especially these folks to be able to live independently. Uh, those are people that we want to talk about. And again, I think that those are the kinds of things that we need to highlight and let other people know that this community is committed to, again, to making a difference in people's lives. I, again, I, I always talk about the, the idea that, you know, parents of children with special needs, we, we get so focused on what's immediately in front of us. Is my child going to get through, you know, we have speech therapy and occupational therapy and physical therapy and, you mm -hmm. know, learning how to do certain things. And is my child going to get through school successfully? Is my child going to get a job? Will my child live independently? Um, for some, that's a possibility. For many, it's it, it may not be a possibility. So they're often focused on what's kind of immediately in front of them, not really thinking about, well, what happens down the road when I pass away? Is my is my child going to be taken care of and protected? And uh, you know, obviously, that's the work that that we do is help people put those kinds of things in place. But 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 more importantly, the idea that there is a community of people committed to making sure that when you make those plans or you start thinking about this, there's some place to go. There is a place. So, I think we'd be fantastic to have uh, to have her on the show and on, on our and be able to talk to them in some way and be able to promote what it is that they're doing, so other people know that there are phenomenal people out there. That's a great story. By the way, I haven't seen Ed's Ed's uh, episode yet with him. And so this, I'm excited to, to watch that and, and be involved with that. I think that that's amazing. Um, again, I thought you were going to talk about Jeff Levitan, another one of our mentors who he himself has two children on the autism spectrum and, um, and, you know, the commitment that he has to making a difference in, in the lives of those families that, you know, again, that have children on the autism spectrum. And there are a lot of folks out there that are doing that. And and as we look inward and sort of think about like, you know, how, what, what or I should look, look to our own families about how can we bring, you know, these things to light so that our families are thinking, our children are thinking about the impact that we can have out there on the world. I love the idea of walking into a restaurant. By the way, is this, wouldn't that be a goal to be financially successful and financially independent, that you can walk into a restaurant and say to your kids, okay, which family are we going to treat to dinner tonight? What an amazing here's the thing. thing to do. Here, here's the thing. That's where I mentioned how natural it is to complicate it humanly. And I'm saying this to myself because I would have thought the same thing. But when you think about it, you could, if you literally did that, and anonymously contributed $10 to somebody's bill. You know what I mean? Maybe that's all you could do. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, so where does the complication come in? You mean does somebody would feel like they had to pay for a whole meal? You mean, or what do you mean? Right, the right, right. We need we we need to think that we always think we have to have a, like a certain amount of means and everything. Like for instance, I would always gotcha. it, it, it'd be great to go through a drive through at Starbucks or fast food, whatever. And you go, you know what? Here's a hundred bucks to pay for the next five meals or whatever have you towards whoever's coming up behind me. Yeah, maybe yeah. you don't have that. Maybe here's five bucks. Yeah. That's for the person behind me. Here's two bucks. That's for the maybe it's a buck. You yeah, know, that would probably be like, and and, I, and when I'm telling you, I'm not catching you saying, "Oh, Brian, don't do that. Don't complicate." No, that. no, I guess I'm, I'm speaking to myself as well just now. Just maybe you got fifty cents, and maybe somebody will laugh. Who knows? But who cares? You know, be like this fifty cents. This goes towards the um, fifty cents towards the total for whoever comes up behind me. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, it's so funny you say that. I, I got caught on. I'm, I'm, again, let me just say this. First of all, I'm part of the baby boomer generation. I'm on the tail end. So I'm not going to reveal my, my age to you. It's 58. But I, um, but I find myself intrigued by social media. I do a lot of stuff in the, you know, did a lot of stuff in the entertainment industry. So I'm intrigued by social media. And so I spend a little bit of time on TikTok and I'm probably three times older, three times older than the average age on TikTok. Um, but because of what I find interesting and because of those things that I like, the algorithm is put in place. I do, I get a lot of feel good stories, soldiers coming home from service, you know, that always brings a tear to my eye. Basically I find things that make me cry. I don't know why that's the thing, but now it's become the thing, right? Things that make me cry as I watch them. Um, but, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for putting up there, Sean. I'm assuming that, that, uh, you're putting that, um, our YouTube, the link to, to, to Ed Milet's. Uh, to Ed Milet's uh, interview with uh, with Kurt Warner, but as I let me finish this thought, I've noticed like there was a there was a gentleman. I want to say his name is Steve. Sh I don't want to mess up his last name. I will get his name. Um, but he had a delivery person bring him, you know, deliver something to his house, and he said, "Let me ask you this: What was the last tip amount that you got?" And the guy says, "Well, two dollars." And he says, "Okay, that's you know, I get it." And literally pulls out a wad of cash and hands it to the guy, and the guy's like, "What?" It's like, yeah, no, I want you to have a good holiday. I want you to have a good Christmas. You, you know, you're giving of yourself at a time of COVID, blah, blah, blah. And as he's talking, he pulls out another. I'm talking a wad of cash, you guys. I don't know how much money he was giving, but he was just like, you know, and the guy's like, no, you can't be serious. Like, I don't like I don't deserve this. And he's like, of course you do. Everybody does. And as he's talking, he pulls out another. I would tell you, the stack of cash was this high. It was really, it was like a good seven, eight inches. Like it was. It was a pretty big, solid cash. And of course, the guy's crying. And I'm not saying that I was crying because <clears throat> anyways, it was so amazing because he said, he said, you don't understand that like, I can actually take care of my children. I can actually, you know, give my kids a good Christmas. And it's like, yeah, everybody should have that feeling. And as I went and he has a YouTube page as well. And I know y'all are going to be mad at me. I'll have to put it in the comments after to, to, to get his actual name. Um, but, uh, but he has several of these where he is in a position to give wads of cash. And, and I, and I find that there are a lot of folks out there that just want to give back and let people know that your dreams are important. They're important to you. And that means that they're important to me. They're important to us. They're important to us as a, as a society, um, if you think about people who had a dream that seemed outlandish at the time, um, if they had had their dreams quashed, we wouldn't have Tesla vehicles or, 
you know, these rockets that go to the moon or computers or iPhones, if people's dreams were crushed because some somebody in an establishment or established role said that that's ridiculous, nobody's going to want that. Nobody's going to care about that. I'm, I'm dealing with this now in the world of NFTs. Oh, that's ridiculous. Like who wants a digital image of a, right? I don't even know what that means. And yet, and yet there are people that, that are, have committed their, you know, their lives to changing the world and they have a dream. So, so this is a good time for us to think about dreams and hopes and, and um, you know, use this time for the holiday to, to have gratitude, count your blessings, know that what you have, as Sean said, whether it's $5 or, or 50 cents or $10, it may be, it may be, you know, nothing to you, but it's everything to somebody else. Um, and, and this is the time to do it. Stephen Shapiro. That's it. And I thought it was Stephen Shapiro, but I remember there being an S there. Thank you, Sean. Sean Hall. Um, Sean Hall always does this for us. So if you, Sean, if you put that up on the, on the chat, uh, Stephen Shapiro is his name. It has a C in his last name, Shapiro with a C. Um, uh, I, I, you, you, I just, if, if you're, if you're, if you're human and have a heartbeat, you'll, 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 you're, you're going to get teary eyed. I just, you know, I call them, you know, the eye sweats. It's really, it's amazing. And what it says to me is that I am moved by the contribution that other people make to other folks. So thank you, Sean. You put his, we put uh, Steve Shapiro's YouTube channel up there where you're going to see many, many of these videos. And some, some of them you're like, why is the guy doing this? Like, I don't know why he does it, but I don't care why he's doing it or where the money comes from that has it, you know, do this. He's making a difference in the people, in the lives of the people around him that are doing simple tasks that sometimes get overlooked, that don't get seen, that don't get acknowledged and that don't get noticed. But the reality is everybody is seen. Everybody's noticed. When you're not here, your absence is noted. You know, we tell people that all the time. Yes, it's important to show up, not just to show up, but it's when you don't, your absence is, is just as noticeable to us. And so, you know, if you look at the world from that perspective, and as we're getting to the end of our um, uh, that's funny. As we get to the end of our, uh, of our, of our hour in this discussion, and by the way, we did not anticipate having this conversation. Um, uh, you know, I always say empathy and love is the way to view the world. And if we ever, if we all had empathy around the situation that people, you know, that are in, we maybe we look at their situation and not understand what it is. I, again, Kurt Warner's family walking in. I don't know what the family's up, up, up to, or what you think, or what strikes you as why that's a deserving family for us making a contribution. We don't know their situation, but if you can have some empathy as you look at their situation, you'll understand. You know that that you know everybody's going through something. If you look through the world of you know the lenses of love, um, the world will be a better place. And that's just kind of how we should, you know, spend our time as we wrap up this year. Next week, we're going to talk about new stuff that Sean and I are going to be doing in the year 2022 that we are excited about. It's a, We're excited for the special needs community. We're excited for all of you. We're excited for everybody to be involved in what we are doing in the year to come. Um, but we'll talk about that next week as we wrap up. This week, our focus is on Take this time with your family and your loved ones and whoever you're spending the holidays with and take a moment and express your gratitude for each other, for one another, for things in your life. No matter where you are, there's, you know, we always say that the world is doing things for you, not to you. Um, and so, you know, 
there's a lesson in all of this. There's an opportunity for us to grow as individuals. And so for those of you in our community, um, we love you and we are here for you and we support you and know that there's a very large network of people that are here to, to uh, protect you and your family. Um, for those of you who participated today with us here on Facebook, thank you so much, uh, Lori and Tammy and Joe and, and Gillian and you know some of our friends who, who catch us regularly. We love you. Um, Jordan, my daughter, is always watching our episodes. I'm, I'm grateful for her and her contributions that she makes. And for all of you, wish you a very Merry Christmas and a, and a happy holiday. And uh, and uh, I love you. As I say that, I'm going to throw it to Sean to, to wrap up our show. For everybody listening on our podcasts and on WSTXM radio, I can't wait to taste your guava treats um, and your tamales, Sean. Um, so with that, I'll hand it off to you to, to sign us out here. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, as Brian mentioned, next week we're going to be talking about some of the things that we have planned for the coming year. But we'll also be talking about how you might go about goal setting for the planning the, the coming year. And one of the things that I've learned in setting my own goals is to keep it very simple, uh, extremely simple. Um, we'll talk about maybe some of the concepts that have been that I'm using to put those things uh, in place and try and as 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 hard as possible to keep things simply. And with that, I'd like to simply thank all of you for tuning in. I'd like to thank um, the women in my life without whom I could not begin to even fathom being, you know, the person I strive to be. And that would be my, uh, my mom, Jan, and my amazing wife, Laura. And just remember that, you know, somebody somewhere needs to know that you see them, needs to know that they're seen, needs to know that they're heard. And uh, we want to thank you. And uh, wherever you might be catching us, if you're watching us, we love you. Awesome. Have a great week, everybody. Enjoy your holidays. We look forward to seeing you again next week on Just Two Dads. Oh, yeah, I was going to do that, wasn't I, Sean? I was going to next week on Just Two Dads. <laughs>